Hello guys and welcome to episode three of the podcast where what I'll be talking about today is the things I would teach my former self or the, the things that I would probably change from the past. Now this one was inspired by a question box that I put up on socials last week. It seems to be a, a very common question that gets asked in my question boxes so I thought you know doing a podcast going into a little bit more detail um, given a little bit more context would probably be a good idea. So what would I have taught my former self? <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many avenues I could take down this one. Um, I think the main thing is that, uh, I think one of the most important things is that the world does not revolve around you. I think this is probably like, one of the best things that I could probably say. Now, this could be so many, not from like just a, a selfish point of view, but you've got to remember that in your world, you are, you know, the, the most important thing. You are the most present, you know, person, factual being. Um, that doesn't mean that's the same for everybody else's. Now, nine times out of 10, it's exactly the same for everybody else. They think of themselves first. They think of themselves as the the most important or the most present. It's 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 very much, and it's not from a selfish point of view. It's just a natural human thing. Um, so, whereas in your world you are probably the most important thing, or you're the most relevant thing, you're the thing that's thought about the most. You know, and this could be translated into. Um, you know, why is this person treating me like this? Or why is this happening to me? It's, it's, it's very much a me, I am. Do you know what I mean? Rather than a we, are, they. Um, so I think that would probably be uh, my main thing. And it's not so much from like a selfish point of view. Like I said, it's more so from just the fact of there's many different avenues and different ways of looking at things not just from one perspective you know whereas let's say for example um, you get an argument with someone or you know something doesn't go the way you want and you take it personally it's probably not something personal it's just you take it personally because you're the one in the driver's seat you know if you take yourself away from that situation and take away the emotion and take away the attachment to that situation and think about it from outside the box or thinking about it rationally it probably isn't as bad as what you think and it's not as personal as what you think so that's probably the the, the one of the biggest things that I could probably say to my former self is that you know people are not personally attacking you or people are not personally doing this to affect you it's more that it's collateral damage that might not be a very nice way of putting it but you know the likelihood is that person or that situation or that thing isn't actually taking you into consideration at all they're just thinking of completely different things it's just it feels very personal because you're the one that's emotionally invested into that situation but there's so many things that i could go down here um it depends on what avenue we kind of start whether it's personal whether it's development whether it's mindset whether it's training um, I think one of the biggest as well is patience. I was a very, very, I, I wasn't, I still am <laughs> a very impatient person. Um, I, I'm better at controlling it now. Uh, but I think patience is probably the biggest. Um, you know, if you want something 
I wanted it yesterday. I wanted it last week. Um, but it's putting a plan in place and mapping out how to get there, making sure that every day you take steps in the right direction to get it. And if you're not taking the steps to get it, if you're not doing the things required to obtaining that thing, then quite frankly, in my personal opinion, you don't have the right to be impatient because you're not doing the right things. It's That's not impatience. That's almost deluding yourself. If you can do everything that's possible and you are doing everything that's possible and you're on your way to getting there, then of course I understand the frustration of patience in regards to that, but it is you just have to continue being patient. If you're not doing those things, then it's not patience you have to work on, it's your work ethic you have to work on. So uh, again, that kind of leads into another one, like my other one is stop complaining about things you don't have when you're not putting the work ethic in required to obtain those things. And this was probably me for a very, very long time at the, at the beginning of my, I don't know, probably life in general, to be honest, my teenage years. Um, I wanted all these differences in life. I wanted to be something I wasn't and I wanted to change life, but I just wasn't prepared to make the changes. I wasn't prepared to put in the work. I wasn't prepared to put in the time and the effort. I was very happy, but I wasn't very happy. I was just being complacent. Um, I was lazy to a degree. And I wouldn't say I was a lazy person. It's more the fact of I feared change. So I was just burying my head in the sand. So that's probably where that situation kind of came into effect of I then learned I'm not going to fucking complain about something that I don't have if I'm not going to put the work in. It's something that I have to take on the chin. And it kind of leads into another podcast that I'm doing soon about calling yourself out on your bullshit. You know, you have to be able to hold your hands up and say, right, I haven't done this and that's my fault. What do I need to do? How do I change that? Um, Holding yourself accountable is probably one of the most essential and most powerful things that anybody can do in my mind. That if you have the power and the ability to hold your hands up and go, yeah, do you know what? That's your fault. You did that and actually take criticism, then you can grow and you can blossom into something unfathomable. But if you can't take criticism from other people, you ain't going to be able to fucking take it from yourself. So I think that's another one, just being comfortable enough to take criticism from other people and comfortable enough with taking self-criticism. You know, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and just say, yeah, that, that was your fault. Yeah, cool, change. This is what you need to do to change. And this is a very, very powerful tool. Um, in regards to lifestyle stuff, <clears throat> I think trust. <laughs> and anybody that knows me knows trust is a motherfucker for me. I, I just don't trust anyone. Um, it's how I was brought up. It's how I was raised. It's how life was just for me. I just have always had these massive trust issues. Um, my circle is very, very small, um, probably for that reason. Um, and it's not as bad as it was since it was as a child, but my trust issues um, make me analyze and overanalyze absolutely everything. I will look into the deepest, darkest parts of every situation and tear it apart because I'm looking for the faults in it, um, which, in a way, it makes me very, very good at my job because I can predict things and see things because I'm such an overanalyzer. But when it comes to like um, life or 
friends or relationships and stuff it's fucking diabolical so I think just trying to change those it's definitely one thing that has worked in my favour kind of growing up that you know learning to pick the right relationships learning to pick the right circles learning to pick the right friendships and trust issues don't even come into part of it you know you don't even have to think about it the people that I have in my life right now I don't even have to question I don't even have to doubt like I don't even have those thoughts pop into my head because I I feel safe and I think safety is, is a key one here it might, it might sound quite daft like oh this fucking bodybuilder what's he going on about talking about feeling safe and oh you know it's a bit essential like I feel safety and security is a key aspect to anybody's happiness and anybody's success. If you feel like you're walking on ice, or if you feel like the, the floor is going to collapse from underneath you at any second, do you really think you're going to be productive, or do you really think you're going to be proactive, or secure, or content, or or happy? No, you, you're going to be fucking walking on eggshells because you think the floor is going to cave in from underneath you, or you're going to be looking over your shoulder 24-7 because you're not sure what's going to happen or, or who's saying what behind your back. So I think it kind of rolls into circle as well, like having your environment and your circle match what you want your required surroundings to be is probably, I mean, I can sit here all day long and say this is probably the most essential, but these are all like massive, massive key aspects to being happy, successful, productive, any any positive kind of um, connotation that you can think of, it, it all leads to these things. So, you know, the, the trust, the circle, the friendships, the love, like unconditional love is something that is very, very, very hard to come by. And, you know, this is something that I, I say to a lot of my clients or say to a lot of people that reach out for advice that there is there is two kinds of love in this world. There's conditional love and there's unconditional love. And the conditional type of love is the love that's there until your, your source has run out. So, you know, this could be, um, this could be money, this could be support, this could be um, attention, it could be reassurance. A conditional love is just something that somebody has based on what you provide them, not what you are. Now, unconditional love is the love of a mother and a child. It's, it's there forever. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to provide anything. It's just, it's there no matter what. And if you can have a, a small circle or even one or two people that provide unconditional love to your life, that will carry you way further than 30, 40, 50 people that have you for conditional love because conditional love will only ever make you feel used, tired, empty, like drawn out because these people are just wanting you for what you provide, not for you as a person. The unconditional love is reciprocated on both ends. It's, it's there because they just love you simply for you. They love being around you. They love talking to you. They love everything it doesn't matter whether you're on a good day or a bad day it doesn't matter whether you're up or you're down that that, that love doesn't change where conditional love is is very much a roller coaster and it's there as and when the individual pleases and when they are receiving what they want so again circle circle environment people places of work all of that like this this is all stuff that i would i would 
turn around and say to my former self, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you around these people? Why are you working in this place? Why are you wasting your time doing this? It's, it's clear as day that this does not match you. This isn't for you. These aren't your people. This isn't your environment. And this doesn't match your energy. And I think <clears throat> energy... I'm not, I'm not like a, a philosophical, spiritual type person, but I very much go on a vibe. If, if a vibe suits me, or if I get a good feeling, I'm all for it. If I get a bad vibe, done. Like, I can't force myself to be in that situation. I can't feel comfortable in that situation. And don't get me wrong, I could be there and, and, and be present, but it doesn't feel right. It almost feels like something's pulling me away from that situation. So for me, I've always based my choices, my decisions, my actions on a vibe. And it's nine times out of 10, it's, it's led me very, very well. Um, and every time I've gone against that vibe, it has landed me in shit. <laughs> like, trust your fucking instincts, people. <laughs> they get their instincts for a reason, and they are very fucking rarely wrong. So, I think just listening to that that, that feeling and that vibe, and it's there for a reason. Um, it, it's probably one of the most valuable tools you have. I just think people, instead of thinking with their head, they think with their heart or the other way around. Um, or men think with their dicks, guys, fucking stop it because you're gonna land yourself in fucking trouble. <laughs> I mean, non not being sexually discriminating here, and just females, they're less likely to do it, but potentially could do it as well. Like, you have to think rationally, stop thinking impulsively. I've done stupid, impulsive shit in the past, and it never leads to anything positive. The moment you stop and take a minute to think rationally and go right is this gonna take me further away from what I want? You will think a lot more clearer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's so many kind of, Jesus Christ. I mean, what I would teach my former self, fucking everything. <laughs> I'd sit a little prick down and just go, right, everything that you've learned from then until now, forget. We're gonna start from scratch. Pen and papers out, let's go. Um, I think, it, it's it's the it's, it's waking up it's the things that changed me shouldn't have happened or shouldn't have had to happen to change me but they did and some of them being fucking traumatic experiences but in a way I'm glad they happened because they fucking woke me up so I think another one would be don't wait until those dramatic fucking things happen to change. If you want to change, just, just don't do it. You just literally have to start. You have to force yourself into it. And if you don't, you're always going to be stuck in that situation where you think, what if, or I don't want this, or what about this? What about this? And you know, living a life with regrets or living a life with what ifs, again, is always going to fuck with your energy. If it's fucking with your energy, you are always going to be unhappy. You are always going to feel like something's missing. You're always going to feel like there's an empty kind of hole that's unsatisfied. And when you have that unsatisfied hole, that's when nine times out of 10, people will go down the wrong routes looking for like looking for an easy fix. Now, whether that's, whether that's attention, whether that's drugs, whether it's fucking alcohol, whether it's 
even the gym, even the gym, like people will use that as a coping mechanism. But if you have an empty hole that needs like filling or, or feel like it needs soothing, you are always going to try and fill it with the wrong thing. So I think just spending time and just realizing, okay, well, this, this isn't the right path for me. This isn't what I was meant to do. This isn't where I was meant to be. Like, it's quite funny. I was having a conversation with someone, I think it was last week or the week before, and it sounds a bit sad, but like, I'm 32 next month. I don't even want to fucking admit that on a podcast, but there we go. I've said it. It's out there in the open. Did I say 32? I meant 23. Um, I think for the first time in 32 years, I genuinely sat back and I said, you know what? I feel at peace. I, I genuinely feel calm. I feel settled. I feel like I don't have to overthink a million and one things. And it is, it's very simply down to just the fact that I have changed everything that I wasn't happy with. I got rid of the things that made me feel uncomfortable. I got rid of the situations that made me feel unsettled. I got rid of the things that I was trying to force because I thought is what I had to do, not because I wanted to do. So I think it kind of leads into the next one of you're not selfish for wanting to put yourself first. So stop saying that or stop letting people believe that you're selfish because self-love and selfish is two very, very different things. And I think people will try and try and lead you to believe that putting yourself first or, or making yourself a priority is selfish, but it's not. And the reason they probably feel like that is because they have a conditional love and that you have just taken the condition away because they might not be getting the attention that they once was from you or they might not be getting the same level of attention, money, whatever it is that they were once receiving, so they call you selfish. Um, I think you know, making yourself a priority is key to happiness. Now, again, whether that's from a business perspective, whether it's from a personal or relationship perspective, if you are not happy within yourself, how do you expect to make other people happy or how do you expect to live a happy successful prosperous whatever the outcome is that you want to achieve how are you expecting to do that if ultimately you're not happy deep down inside and i think for a long time as a kid young adolescent probably until like four or five months ago i wasn't happy i was i was very happy with the things that i was doing i was very happy with the direction i was going but because i was still maybe masking things with with the wrong things or maybe i was had my head in the wrong kind of direction, I wasn't happy, I wasn't content. And it just was not leading me to the destination that I knew I wanted to get. And, and I think for anyone that was close to me, I was always saying things like, I just feel like I'm not meant to be here. I feel like I'm supposed to be somewhere else. I feel like I'm supposed to be on a different path or a different direction, or it doesn't feel right. I feel different. I don't feel like I belong. And I just always had this feeling of just not belonging and uh, this is something that I had ever since I was a kid so the moment I changed my circle the moment I changed my environment the moment I changed my house how I work like I, I, I fucking changed everything the last three four months um, and I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not telling everybody to go out there and quit their job and sell their car and tell their fucking partners to get out. <laughs> like, Brad will not be held liable for anything that happens after listening to this podcast. Um, but I'm saying like ultimately deep down, if you ask yourself, you know, how do you feel about these certain situations? If you're honest with yourself, and like I say, call yourself out on your bullshit and hold your hands up. 
you can honestly turn around and say, yeah, I, I don't like this, I don't want this, this isn't for me. So I think unless you're prepared to do that, you're always going to be stuck in that whole, like, empty, kind of just lost feeling. Um, this is something that I'm kind of seeing a lot from people that follow me or people that listen to the podcast or people that watch my stories in the morning there, they, what I call just, just wake up and go, shit, you know, actually this has made me realize that maybe I'm not happy with what I'm doing or maybe I'm not happy with where I am or maybe I do need to change this. Um, I think again, like it just leads to the next one of like, don't fear change. Change is good. Like changes, changes where positive things happen and, I think I'm a creature of habit in regards to my routine. I love my routine. I do the same things day in, day out. But that's not because I don't, because I fear change. It's because I am most productive doing that. If anything, I love change because it helps me adapt. It helps me grow. And I think as a bodybuilder, people always assume that I would make change. And this is something that happened when um, me and Joe started working together. A lot of people said, oh, you won't get on with this. Like, it's too different from your old plans. It's too different from what you did before. And I was like, good, because I don't want to be where I was before. <laughs> this is the problem. Like, I was, I was hating where I was. I want to change. I want to, I want to adapt. I want to grow. So why would I fear something new? Because something new is going to take me to somewhere that I've never been before. That's, that's the, it's the switching of a mindset, I think. The mindset is probably the most important more than anything else. Um, and I think, you know, something that someone taught me from a very young age was instead of thinking, why is this happening? Think, what is this teaching me? Because you then change the victim mentality to the the kind of growth mentality. And it's, it's not that, this is what I said at the beginning, the world doesn't revolve around you. You are not the main character in everybody else's story. If anything, you're just an extra in anybody else's story. You're the main character in your story. So I think it's very easy to feel that everything's personal or feel that everything's targeted or that it's all against you, but it's not. It's everybody's out kind of looking for themselves, which, again, going back to it, it's not a bad thing. As long as it's not a selfish thing, it's a self-love thing, it's okay. You would do it for you or you should be doing it for you. So I think making sure you don't have that victim mentality or that victim mindset you know people are not out to get you well not everybody some are they can fuck themselves but <laughs> the ones who are not they're not doing this kind of intentionally just for you so i think you know there's there's a hopefully a couple of golden nuggets in there um, i mean i could probably go on about this all day long like um I think the main thing I probably told my former self was put the fucking bag of drugs down and get your fucking ass up and go and chase your dreams. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a different story. So patience, patience is probably the one. Um, but yeah, I think just to kind of close it off in a nutshell is change the victim mindset. You are not a victim. You know, it's not okay to sit and feel sorry and, and wallowing things that aren't there or haven't been there. And, you know, you could go through some of the worst times in the world. And, yeah, they fucking hurt. I know they hurt. Like, I've been there. I felt it. I'm not naive to knowing that shit fucking knocks you down. But when it knocks you down, you have a choice of, do I stay here and feel sorry for myself and 
the world just carries on turning or do I just get back on and carry on doing what I need to do? Um, the, the fact that you're not the main character in everybody else's story, so don't think that everything is about you, don't think that everybody's out to get you or everybody should be doing stuff for you because that's, that's not the one, that's not the way it is. Circle. Your circle is absolutely everything. Everything, environment, circle, people, happiness. If, if you're not in the circle that reflects your surroundings or, or what you require or what you want, then it's, it's never going to work. Happiness. Very, very simple. Just be fucking happy. Whatever you do, wherever you are, whoever you're with, happiness comes first. And you can put happiness above money. You can put happiness above security. You can put happiness above fucking everything. And I guarantee you, the moment you put that happiness first, all of those other aspects will double. You just need to be patient. So guys, that wraps up episode three of what I would teach my former self. Hopefully that wasn't too deep for you guys, um, but hopefully that put a little bit of insight and also just a little bit of inspiration because one thing that I love off the back of these podcasts is the amount of messages I'm receiving from people saying, you know, this has inspired me to do this or this has made me feel this or you know, it's given me the inspiration to try this. So that's why I think just keeping these, these podcasts going and, and going over these kind of topics that you ask for me in my question boxes, I can go into a little bit more detail on here. So hopefully it's something that you see some value in. Um, as always, much love. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you all soon.